the Environmental Digital Legislative Handbook. Wow. Is a fantastic resource, <laughs> resource for state leaders to continue to move forward with policies toward a clean energy future. Yeah, apparently. Sounds good, Arnie. If you w- <laughs> start with an uh, 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 if you want to get involved, as always, go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film or at GOF podcast on Instagram or Twitter. Um, basically, on those things, we want you to go to comment on our videos and other stuff. Send us a message about what you want to be in the show if you've got any ideas or things that you would like us specifically to deep dive or cover. Um, and also, just tell us why we're wrong, dead wrong. Yeah. Or specifically Ollie, why he's wrong, dead wrong most of the time. I'm not always wrong. But last week I did beat you in the quiz. You know. So it was that one time. You know, just do that, get involved. And if short form or in public isn't your thing, then go to guysonfilm.co.uk and um, give us an email from the contact page. Go into the, the muddy details. The bloody mm. details. Yeah, okay. I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys, we're chatting about film flops. It's the guys on film, Bum Flop Stinker Special. Well, what I'll do there is I'll put like a, a plop sound in, like a toilet plop. Could you not have done that with your voice? Hold on. Ah, What's that like? That's alright. It didn't quite give uh, a real sense that what was falling into the toilet was a real <laughs> was stinker. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I can't think it do was, both. I think it was stench that was really unclear from that sound effect. Don't worry, I will. I'll sort all that out in post. <laughs> okay, so what we're we talking about on this stinking show? Uh, we're we're talking about uh, the films that could be considered flops or bombs or stinkers, just ones that failed hard, fell on, fell flat on their faces, and um, Bomb lost, flop uh, lost. Lost Halla Money as well, I think is. We'll get we'll get into all that, but yeah, you, I think people know the gist of what a a flop bomb stinker is. I've been basically saying bum flop stinker, bum flap stinker. In fact, in <laughs> right, okay. But a bum flop. That's a different that, thing. That's like that's like a kind of yeah. It's got nothing to do with movies, really, does it? That's that's yeah. a technique. Are you trying for getting to coin a, a phrase? Yeah. Oh yeah. Coin yeah. a phrase. I've got something to say <laughs> okay. about that particular uh, catchphrase on this podcast as well. Leave that to life scores. So, what's in okay. Seggy One then, Ollie? Uh, well, I'm going to be playing a little game called Guess the Colon. <laughs> okay. So this will be um, taking. Do I get most to mostly straight to video crap? Uh, I'll be giving you what the colon is. And you'll be telling me, well, that you know, the, what it is after the name um, of the official film. Like, you know, like, um, I can't I really give you, I don't really want to give you one just in case, you know, I need to use it. But uh, okay. basically, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. So like uh, uh, un- Underworld colon Awakening. Yeah, like that. Underworld colon. So I'll, I'll give you Awakening and you have to go, hmm, Ollie, I think from that what, is. From which colon did this yeah, come from? Did this emanate from uh so you'll be you'll be doing that and then we'll be having a quick life score maybe see if we can make that film related as well and then and then we'll be hanging up and getting on with our evenings 
Okay, but that's you've you've also you've managed to omit the main course of this podcast, which is the forex deep dive. I know you covered it already. Yeah. But the way you described it made it just look like we were gonna, or sound like we were just gonna end it all after life scores. And oh, actually, no. depending on what the life scores are, that might still be the case. So <laughs> shall true. we move on? Yeah. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. Right, so Ian, are you familiar with the straight to video or sequel driven colon? I certainly am. I'm thoroughly acquainted with that colon. Um, okay, I've got a close so- connection with that colon, but for those who don't, do you want to? Well, you know, you've got a film like Best of the Best, right? And when they get to, say, number three or number four, they need to start, you know, four just sounds a bit rubbish now. So they need to put in an extra kind of bit on the name to make it sound more interesting. So you've got Best of the Best four, colon, without warning. Okay. Sounds sounds pretty crap or Candyman three, Day of the Dead. Uh Ah, yeah. Did Candyman so you, 2 not have anything? Uh, farewell to the Flesh. Yes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, Simba's Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Oh, yeah. Okay, are you there's, giving there's, them all to me now? No, 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 I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm giving you a, giving you a, f- a few that aren't going to be in it. So just so <laughs> you know what, what kind of thing is, is coming up. Now, I, <laughs> I've just looked up, um. Best Please of the don't. best. Yeah. So I looked up best of the best. Um, I've actually never seen it. Okay. The first one. The first one is excellent. Is it? Is it funny or is it excellent? Uh, funny, excellent. Okay. Is it as good as yeah. Karate Kid? I, I don't know. Okay. It's still good though. Look, you've got to you've got to have a have a go at it. It's it's okay. it's good. It's worth a watch. No, no, I just wanted to say the tagline from that is a team is not a team if you don't give a damn about each other. Yeah, exactly. It's it's more like a, it's more like one of these motivational sports movies. And then I guess as they as they go on, they probably turn into dudes beating up the mafia with kicks and elbows. Okay, yeah, yeah. Deflecting gunshots with talented legs. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's Wonder Woman. Uh, that's talented forearms and uh, legs. Yeah. Okay, uh, so should we get cracking? I've got a whole lot to get through. So Let's get cracking on these colons. So I'm going to give you an easy one to start with. Just so just I want to get easy you in the flow. Easy colon. I don't want to hurt you straight away. So cruise control. Speed two. Correct. At home, did you Tom, get that? T- Tom Cruise's life, cruise control. <laughs> Controlling <laughs> cruise. Uh, yeah, so that's speed two, cruise control. So here we go. Okay. It's about to get... A lot Brutally, harder. brutal colon. Well, not not brutal colon, but a little bit, a little bit more. So regeneration. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, stretch colon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't need to finish that joke. It, it was already there in a way. Yeah, it was. Uh, is this regeneration? Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> <sighs> now this is one that that has come up in the podcast before. It sounds like it because it sounds familiar. It does sound familiar, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Fuck. What would require a character to regenerate? It's not because, as I said in a previous podcast, there is no Doctor Who movie. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to push you, Ian. 
Um, Don't make me do the countdown noise. Five, four, three. Time cop. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, you're close. No, I'm sorry, that was calling you. No, 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 no. I I have to take your your answer there. But you're being a time cop. (laughs) I'm I'm close with time cop. Yeah. Universal soldier. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I'm sorry. You're not. You're not having that. What? <laughs> I actually got it. Um, I mean, you didn't actually get to zero. You didn't actually make any sort of clang. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that that one's on um, Netflix, but I haven't watched it. I wonder if Andy Samberg's watched it. All right. Season of the Witch. It's something with um, Nick Cage in it. But that's the colon. So what is the what's the franchise? Uh, or is it Vin, is it Vin Diesel? Is it Vin Diesel? No, that's Witch. I'm not Hunter. telling you anything. Season of the Witch. So it's something colon Season of the Witch. I don't know, so I'm just going to go for something stupid. Uh... <laughs> you can't even think of something stupid because in your head now you're you're trying to think, think of, of something stupid or... enough. <laughs> best of the best season of the Witch. <laughs> No, no retreat, uh, no surrender, season of the witch. No, so okay. this is actually Halloween. Oh. Halloween three. Sucks. And it's it's Shit, a very good film it's a very good film as well. It's it's it started off life not as a Halloween film. This and was that, Rob Zombie then, was it? No, this was like <laughs> the third one in the series. So you had okay. one and two and then you had Halloween three, Season of the Witch. But it okay. was nothing it was nothing really to do with Halloween, so Okay. So next one. Now this this is quite tricky. I think this is when, this is when tricky. When is the season of the witch? It. Halloween. Oh, okay, fine. So it had something to do with Halloween. Well, it had nothing really to do with the franchise that went before it. It was all about a weird television channel and these like masks that kids would buy, and then when the television channel sent out the signal, it would turn everybody into like, you know, monstery dead zombie things. That sounds like one I need to check out. I don't know why I've yeah. not seen that. Okay, so next. Colon Dark Territory. <laughs> Certainly is. <laughs> oh my god. Your colon is such a dark territory. Explorative surgery. Uh with a torch. <laughs> Bring a torch. Um I I have no idea. Dark territory. Yeah, and it doesn't um, make... I mean, I would say it makes not one jot of sense. But I haven't seen it, but I thought you may have, so... Sense equals zero jots. I have no idea. I'm not going to... The nose, the nose breathing is intensifying. <laughs> <laughs> Surely you can edit that out. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not... So. It's, yeah, I'm not sure. Sorry. This is Under Siege 2. Dark Territory. <laughs> Under okay. Siege 2, Dark Territory. Yeah. I mean, that's weird because it doesn't make sense. They're on a train in Maybe Broad it Daylight. goes into a, t- into a tunnel? Or is it... Where's the train travel? Look, where's the train travelling from? And where's it going to? It's across America, I Are you sure? No, I'm not. The Rocky Mountains from Den- Denver to Los Angeles... We're, look, no. we're, we're, what we'll do there you look, go across America is what I said but what we'll find out is we'll find out exactly why, why it's called and then we'll we'll get and, back to and often cases that there is no reason why they have these colons yeah that's true 
I've got one here for you now. I'm going to give you the name of the film. You're going to have to tell me what the colon is. So Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Uh, this is what comes out of its colon. What's the colon? Because they all pretty much had, had colons. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah. So can you, rem- can you recall which... I don't even remember the one that you sent me back to a couple of times ago. <laughs> so you were okay. like, oh yeah, that one's mental, you need to see it, because it was like kind of terrible, or I don't know, vaguely good or whatever. It was Dream, right. Dream Warriors was the one that I went back to watch. So what's your, what's your answer? That sounded like Ollie Johnson acting up. So I'm going <laughs> to say... I'm going to say Dream Warriors just because what you did most recently sounded very unconvincing. Okay. You're incorrect. It's okay. Dream Master. Okay. Not even Fine. Not even a bell. Not even a bell tingling in your head. No. Dream Master. Okay. Right. Um, I've got one final one for you. Now you should get this. Mm-hmm. Deader. Sorry, is this before or after? This sorry, this is uh, something colon deader. Deader. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh mate, come on! I, 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 I would assume that this would be pretty much the easiest one next to cruise control for you. Deader. Yeah. Mm, uh, I don't know, man. I'm struggling. I've done absolutely terribly. It's Hellraiser. Sure. I thought I thought you had that one. Um, so, I can't. I can't keep an encyclopedia of knowledge in my head of of all, all of the Hellraiser, all of the Nightmare on Elm Street, and all of the Halloween movies. See, now I thought you went through a period of 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 watching all of the Hellraisers, or was I wrong? You, no, no, no. You're absolutely right. I watched all of them, <laughs> but you just didn't pay attention to the names. Yeah, the names are kind of superfluous. Well, <laughs> I guess not completely. No, I mean. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's funnier when you've got a full list of them in front of you and you can go, idiots. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Hellraiser, Hellbound, Hell yeah. on Earth, Bloodline, yeah. Inferno, yeah. Revelations, yeah. and then soon to be Judgment. But in yeah. 2005, there was Hell World. That's the one yeah. with Lance Henriksen. The and internet. Like the, and like the mad internet game. And a big house. Ah, uh, it's brilliant because people didn't really know what like being in a chat room was, so they thought it was a real room, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a literal chat room. <laughs> yeah, having a chat in a room, then like getting well killed up in that. What? So yeah. what was this? Hellraiser Deader. Yeah, two thousand and five. Yeah. Oh. Oh, hold on. Hold on. There's a dispute here. What? This was a straight to video one. That's fine. Ha see I was I the cinema releases I was familiar with. Right, but because, not said um, Because Hell World I, I saw and that was two thousand and five as well. Oh, so they did two in one year. What a what a bonus year. <laughs> sure. I think after a point they're all video. Okay, fine. Well that yeah, was a great okay. colon investigation, Ollie. Yep. Um Colonic journalist. Invest- investigating more colons in the future yeah i'm certainly mm. gonna do that um so do you want to yeah uh life scores. life scores live score how are you live score i'm fine thank you live score out of 10 live score Pro- 
probably like a, a four. It's right, true. we've not got a, we've not got a second to waste. Um, okay. We literally haven't got a second to waste. So um, that's why you said scores. it twice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, okay, you go first. You've had a mad one. I wouldn't say I've had a mad one. I've just had a week off work. Um, You've been so on holly, Bob, Solly. It's been no. It's been great. Um, it's been really good. So I went to Croyd in in Devon. Um, at loads of uh, cream teas, ice creams, crisps, just bad stuff all week. Um, went Iced out, creams. taps off on the beach. Um, taps off in into the sea a little bit. You know. It was good. Uh, saw the Trouble how, Brothers. How far did you go into the sea, Ollie? Oh, not very far. I'm I'm shit scared of the sea. Okay. Um, Are you actually? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't trust it. Did your better half get into the sea fully? More than I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, mean, I literally split myself in half, and it slopped itself into the okay. into the sea. Um. So I saw, saw the Chuckle Brothers. Yeah, sounds incredible. They were they were very good. They had um, a penis. They had like a mad kind of um, glory hole with a cucumber poking out of it. I don't understand were... that. How did that work with a child's audience? Well, it, it ch- children in the audience. It, it it well, it was on quite late, and it, and they basically had their line of "to me, to you, oh dear, oh dear" kind of humour for the kids. And then they were throwing in a few risky jokes for the adults. But this one just seemed like it wasn't risky. It was just a dick. all out, all out. Yeah, it was basically a man chopping off a dick. Um, so le- let me just explain it. So um, Paul Chuckle wanted to uh, perform a magic trick. And he was going to basically push a sword through Barry Chuckle's head um, with a with a towel over it. But he said, just to prove that the sword is sharp, I'll chop through something. I'll and they pulled out a cucumber. To me. Yeah, and then and then basically I oh, will chop the cucumber. So he basically you know, he's he's stood in this cubicle which is waist high, it's got a little glory hole in it. He pokes the cucumber through. Um and, and there's lots of bits where the cucumber just droops down as he tries to chop it and he's like, No, I need it upright and it's basically a lot of erection right. and flaccid penis jokes. Did they at any point uh, ask uh, adult females from the crowd to come up and be on the receiving end of the glory hall? <laughs> or, or was that a step too far for this? I think that was a step too far although there was um, a female participant that was up on stage and she got a load of, you know when you, you push a, uh, a load of shaving gel into one's face mm. as like a pie yeah. Yeah. face kind of thing or whatever it would have been yeah. and she got it all in her hair oh, and then Barry Chuckle said it's like something about Mary <laughs> <laughs> and obviously that was just a blatant semen joke in front of a room full of like you know six to ten year old kids wonderful uh, yeah so it was yeah it was fantastic but um, alas I haven't seen any films this week um, because I've just been away there was a little bit of Police Academy on the TV. There was a little bit of Fast and the Furious, but I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to it. We were just having a good time. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was brilliant. So I'd say I'm a, a, I'm a, a nice nine at the moment, and I will be going to the cinema soon. Might go and see the Dark Tower. See what that's all about. Oh. It's supposed to be a bit shit. Heard bad things. Um, but it's only an hour and a half. Yeah. So you know, 
perfect time. Uh, um, okay. Uh, what's going on with me? Well, I've seen... Um, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just sniffing my own farts. Um, so I've seen a 35mm and a 70mm film in the cinema. Uh, 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 that's uh, just the best way to say it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, all of that nonsense aside, I saw uh, Last Action Hero. I think I mentioned that in the last podcast. Yeah, okay. So let's have a quick... And I saw Alien Is it still 3. good? Right. Okay. Okay, so here's the rundown. Both of these were okay. at a cinema that's well known for showing its uh, sort of classic cult or indie or um, sleeper hit sort of cinema stuff. Uh, Last Action Hero was on in 70mm. Before I went mm-hmm. to see it, I looked on the website yeah. and it had a, a note underneath it and a little screenshot that said, we've now received the 70mm footage and it's a it's a real stonker. It looks amazing. Yeah, okay. Um, and there's a little picture and it looked very warm and nice and cool. Okay. So I got there yeah. and we start watching it. Now. Right. It's Disappointment inbound. It's cool because that cinema is very old style. It's got um, velvet curtains and everything and it's just a very classic style cinema. So it's like, I'm going to feel just like the triple-barreled disappointment of a child actor hero. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, in the opening scene, where really you need to have like the... The DVD menu was up. <laughs> uh, no, I think it was abundantly clear that it was 70mm and not a DVD knockoff um, okay. because the audio track was really messed up. Ah, so you were hearing, really? you were hearing like the um, Jack Slater sound effects like the motif in the music which is like this sort of like guitar track that's like or whatever when he comes on screen yeah and there's him like sort of climbing across a bunch of different cars in some cowboy boots and you just see his boots like Uh smashing along all the foley all the foley sounds great all all of that was sounding great and then he would turn up say his one liner and you could barely hear the dialogue oh what and uh so there are a lot of um people who were kind of looking a little bit bemused and didn't know what was going on and then a couple of people started going outside I kind of went out and just wanted to hear for myself because no one actually explained it to anybody right. so I just went out and said sorry what is actually going on and the um, lit- uh, excuse me can you tell me what the hell is going on I've paid good money for this and I can't hear a damn word there's gremlins in the projection room brother Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, what she said to me no, Hulk Hogan yeah. marched down the middle of the cinema and crushed a couple of yeah. different people's popcorns uh, and shouted to the gremlins in the projection room. No, she just said that after, and then it was sorted out. after the first reel, uh, it was going to improve because the first reel had bad sure. bad audio. And it did a yeah. bit, but not really. So anyway, on that one, a little bit of disappointment. It's not it's not giving me the chance to fully reappraise whether that's a good or bad film. I think I kind of like it. Right. It is... It's knowing it might not be the smartest sort of self-deprecating uh, <laughs> irony. I'm just sort of enjoying film. the. I'm just yeah. enjoying the panic that must have been going on in the room. Yeah, a lot of people were like, Every, "The yeah. fuck is going on?" It actually surprised me a bit that like there were this couple to the left to me. They just didn't know what was going on. They weren't arsed either. Yeah. They were just sitting there staring. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, Idiots. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't get people who would be like. Um, I mean, I can't hear it, but uh, I'm sure it's meant to be that way. 
Uh, yeah. So anyway, that was a bit of a disappointment. Then I saw Alien Three, which was much better. Um, okay. Looked great. It was thirty-five millimeter. Uh, half half the millimeters. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. a grower, not a shower. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a Fine. it's a little bit scratched, but actually overall looked great. Um, <laughs> okay, what are we talking about here? The film. Oh right, okay. The cinematography when you see it up <laughs> on the big screen, you really take notice of like how really really good it is in that film. Like some of the shots look yeah. look really cool. Uh, but because this was a the- okay. theatrical version rather than the long assembly cut that we've talked about before, because David Fincher lost control of that film to basically rush it and get it done for yeah for fox so i guess okay. if you want to get into for more fox <laughs> doing it for fox for fuck's sake for fox fox okay. movies um if you want to hear more about that then you can go back to our aliens as parts one and parts two um yeah what i would say just based on seeing this uh theatrical version which i've not watched for a really really long time is it comes across a lot more crass more simplistic there's a part right at the start where I think you're aware that the survivors from the previous movie, yeah. they have their deaths logged on screen. Yeah. In one movie, it's a, death log. It's a subtle typing and appearance of... Uh, Colon death log. <laughs> <laughs> We've had 17 colon deaths this month alone. <laughs> colon death log. Uh, that actually reminds me that Death Dead Wish is being remade with uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah, oh, we'll talk about that in a second. But um, so anyway, yeah, like, so carry on with w- one part of it that's a lot more abrupt and and in your face is that they show just the image and some text next to it in a sort of overlay in the center of the screen to show those who are deceased. Yeah, in the assembly cut in a lot more of a sort of subtle less in your face manner you just see a computer screen which is having that typed onto it with the reflection yeah, of the, okay. the head officer uh, doing it Ripley herself comes off a lot worse as well right. I can't be completely certain but there is a line in it where she says uh, she calls officer Aaron uh, who's played by Ralph Brown an idiot when she, yeah. when she knows the others tease him about his IQ right. so she she seems to already know that now I, I'm not 100% sure but I think that in yeah. the other cut it's done in a way where either she does that before she knows about it or the ordering of the scenes or whatever it is that surrounds it make it appear to be a lot less harsh watching it this time it just right. seemed like really stupid and a lot of it did feel like a big stupid sort of mess and actually yeah. I've since rewatched Assembly Cut and I actually think it's wicked great okay cool. overall right now ollie i'm great i've seen two sort of decent movies in the film and in the cinema recently no other big ones to report there's a lot of stuff i need to go and see to catch up yeah i i want to go and see a ghost story yeah me too have you seen the trailer now but yeah it looks it looks really good yeah did it make you cry hmm. um no no it, lo- it looks really good actually so i'm, I'm well up for, i'm well up for that but you know it's I'll just not going... playing anywhere near me so i think i'll be going this saturday perhaps uh, okay. So I'm an 8.5. Yeah. What were you? Uh, I was a 9. You were a 9. Okay. Well, I mean, I've not yeah. been on holiday for a week, so... So, just quick housekeeping. Housekeeping! Um, on Under Siege, Dark Territory. So, original screenplay title be before being converted into a sequel to Under Siege was in Dark Territory. So, ah. it seems like it wasn't an Under Siege film and it was just, you know, appropriated to be one, so... 
Um, but yeah, that Death Wish also looks pretty shit. Yeah. It looks like a straight-to-video Bruce Willis film. And it just it looks like he's really dialing it in. Yeah. In a big way. Yeah, I mean, he's been dialing it in for a while. He's also, like, <sighs> using loads of guns. Yeah. Seems to really... I don't, like and, and I'm not sure guns. if you really need a, a bold kind of Bruce Willis white guy going around Chicago shooting people as your main plot point to a film. I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's telling any kind of interesting take on any sort of story. I don't think it's doing in anything in today's uh, atmosphere. No. I think I think But especially not Bruce Willis. I mean it doesn't it just doesn't feel all right. It's like a vigilante guy going around shooting gangbangers and you know just any old person basically who you know has something to do with his you know family's death which which would have worked back in you know the seventies with with uh, Bronson whatever because it would have just been a different place. But, but but I think universally people look back at the original Death Wish films and yeah. recognize that there's not really a place for that anymore, and especially because of like the sort of racial over yeah. and undertones. Um, yeah, I mean it's just like it, it just it felt comes from watching a, it. I just felt nah. it comes from a very naive. Uh, place but also potentially a, a much less naive conservative sort of place as well like it was a time where it was unusual and there's yeah. I mean by the third Death Wish film there's a lot to do with like immigration and just like mm. foreigners being the problem and stuff so uh, yeah I mean hey maybe maybe there's a real big comeback for that sort of non-PC stuff now that we are living in mm. Trumpsville yeah it just it just looks so cheap so tacky so shit that yeah, I don't know. Not not up for it. So there we go. Should we should we deep dive? Let's bum flop right into should the pool. Did really they swallow an insight? I hope that information wasn't false. We're talking about flops, Ian. What is a flop? Uh, what's your What's your um, opinion on what constitutes a, a flop? I'm trying to think of a good way to tie this into raging semi. Um, it's it's a raging semi. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we will make plenty of those sorts of jokes over the next uh, thirty minutes. It's a raging semi with none of the rage. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, a flop is a movie that potentially had uh, high expectations or was built up to be something that ultimately it wasn't, yeah. and that ha- uh, happens to be both in terms of like audience or studio expectation or yeah. uh, financial expectation from the studio yeah we've spoken a little bit about it already uh in the last few sodes but there's been a couple this year already valerian being one valerian which was <laughs> now ollie i'm still gonna go see valerian i'm still well up ah, for it i wish you'd hurry up and go and see it just so we can stop stop talking about it okay well, I will. I might go tonight. Fine, only, do it. It's only 7.30. Um, so this, this year we've had Valerian that's not performed very well. You've had King Arthur, Million. colon, Legend of the Sword, which didn't do very well. I don't think Ghost in the Shell particularly Ghost, did. Ghost in the Shell financially, I think, was a real mess. Cure for Wellness wasn't a good one. So there's been there's been quite a few already this year that have just been like a... You would if you'd have if you'd have been betting on them if you'd have had shares in them you'd have lost money. I I blame that Dane DeHaan guy. He just he looks a bit too weird for <laughs> for films. I think 
Oh, right, okay. Well, I don't know, he kind of, like, in that Valerian, he kind of looks like a heroin chic model. I can just imagine him draped over a, a sofa in a in some, like, Calvin Klein jeans or something. Okay. You know, looking all like heroin or something. I, <laughs> I don't know. Looking he, all he heroin. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't particularly, to me, strike me as, a, like, something that you'd, you'd want to go and see. Okay. And uh, there must be part of it, the, the, the two leads that you've got in the film don't look look appealing to be to take you through a film and even from the trailer all they ever do in it seemingly is just bicker with each other and argue it just looks like a nightmare okay okay well yeah i mean i'm up for it i think visually it looks like a feast i'm not going to talk more about why i think it's a good idea to see it. i'm going to see it first i'm literally okay. looking to buy tickets now well sci-fi mad sci-fi films seem to be ones that flop big Big flop. On, on the regular occasion, yeah, like uh, Jupiter Ascending. Which is the one that I brought up in relation to Valerian when we first started describing it, because I thought there were similarities. Yeah, that's there. the one with Channing Tatum from Dive Hard, uh, <laughs> with his, you know, mad guy liner for on, those, flying around all over the place. For those unfamiliar with Dive Hard, Ollie, what, what's that? Should we just send them back to uh, one of the early podcasts? It's, yeah, I can't remember which one it is now. Try, but, try the back catalogue, um, guys, because we, we discuss just go, in detail. Just go back. It's only about hard. 45, 46 to listen to, so you'll be all right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot, of them, a lot of them tend to be like the big, the big dramatic flops. <laughs> you know, the, a lot of them are overly ambitious sci-fi films, like John, Car- John Carpenter of Mars. Um, and so that, that one would have had to have made 600 million at the box office just to break even. John Carpenter of Mars. <laughs> no. Are you being a dick? What, what did you, that's what you just said. I didn't. I said John Carter. Oh, John Carter of Mars. I thought it was just called John Carter. Was it sometimes known as John Carter of Mars? Yeah, I think it was over okay, here, yeah. Okay. Um, over here is in the United Kingdom. Yeah, well that, that's uh, you so talking yeah, John... to an American audience, isn't it? And, yeah, and Ugandan or, or and Lithuanian. Turkish. Uh, so that would have had to have made six hundred million at the bo- box office, um, and it and it just got back two hundred and eighty million, which seems like quite a lot of money. I mean, if I had two hundred and eighty million, I'd be fine. <laughs> I'd be happy with that. But as you don't, you're no. you're this way. Why are you this way? <laughs> because you don't have two hundred and eighty million. Okay, yeah, uh, explains a lot. Cool. Okay. Well, are, are we going to go through these uh, one by one and discuss what, what made what, them a flop? We can then? do whatever you want. Do you want to kick us off? Shall I kick us off with one that I think is probably one of the biggest flops or the the most told uh, flop stories that there is? Ian's big flop. It's uh, Heaven's Gate. Ah, yes. Uh, I don't know if you've got any notes on this one, Ollie, but I, I've read a book about it. <laughs> I know, I know. I've seen, I've seen the book. Yeah, it's on your dining table. It's a real tome. So this is five and a half hours long. And, this film. and the book was about five and a half months to get through. <laughs> and actually, okay. one time I was on the overground in London, and two guys were like, "Is that a joke?" And I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Our dad published that book," and and they thought that I was some sort of plant sitting next to them reading oh, right. this book. And they're like, no, our, <laughs> okay. our dad ran the publishing house that got that, that book published. And they were both right. just looking baffled with me. Um, 
which is well, did no one ever buy it, or was there uh, only ever one person? I, I think that's what they were kind of suggesting. But I, I mean, it since kind of I, I don't know. It's quite a well-known story, but I think people tend to go more towards the um, the the ease of the documentary version of the story, which is called um, Final Cut. I think. Right, which okay. is also what the book's called, but I think they're kind of loosely based on one another. Will, Willem Dafoe does the voiceover on the um, documentary version. So, for those that don't know about okay, it, okay. So, just what the yeah, what's the official synopsis? Do you know? Oh, actually, I'll get the official synopsis. I was going to give Ian's synopsis. Um, All right, well, give me give me both. Okay, well, just as an intro, while I look this up, um, hot off the heels of Deer Hunter, Michael Cimino was yeah. like this hot director who'd just been given an Oscar. And he was... So they gave him a blank check and went, mate, 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 whatever the hell you want. No, incorrect. There's more to it than that. Oh. Um, but, oh. but he was supposed to be hot property. Uh, so Heaven's Gate was... The official synopsis! A dramatisation of the real-life Johnson County War in 19, uh, sorry, 1890, Wyoming. 1980. <laughs> uh, 1980, Wyoming. It's, a, it's a bloody war zone! <laughs> Yeah, the Johnson County War in 1890, Wyoming, in which a sheriff born into wealth attempts to protect immigrant farmers from rich cattle interests. You boys, rich cattle interests. You boys can't be interested in cattle. I've got to protect you. <laughs> uh, okay. So a part of what went wrong with that actually is that I think Chimino went off the beaten path as far as the story goes, and it wasn't actually particularly true to life as well. But. Uh, overall, can I ask you just a, just a quick question? Have you only read the book, watched the documentary, but not watched the film? Interesting. I've watched about <laughs> three quarters of the long version of the film. I mean, I wouldn't hold it against you because I mean, it is it's about five hours twenty five minutes. Fucking so long. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch it all in one go. I tried to, but. What I would say is, from from what I've seen, I mean, it's got a good cast, you know, Chris Christopherson, Walken, uh, looking quite young, John Hurt. It's got, you know, it's it's knee bad, right? And it also looks amazing. Like the cinematography looks like absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. Like it looks fantastic. So it looks like a good film. It doesn't look like a flop. So interesting. Two things that you said there are very important points. One thing you said, one thing you didn't say. The cinematography is amazing, but that was a result of a pursuit of perfection. Um, And the other thing that you didn't say was the name of the lead actress, Isabelle Huppert. Now, she plays Elle in Uh, Elle by Paul Verhoeven. You know Elle? Came out out last year. So the the story there is that uh, after being rejected by a, a fair few big names like Diane Keaton and other leading ladies, he decided and then stuck to the idea that it had to be Isabelle Huppert and she only knew French at the time. And he kept trying to okay. convince them that it would be fine and that she knew English. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> and When you lie on your CV but get the job anyway. <laughs> yeah. And um, Chimino made a deal with one of the um, execs and said the, the exec basically said look if we go over there and she can't read properly in English then you know we're going to have to find somebody else and Michael Cimino said absolutely let's do that let's get her to do a read they went there she couldn't read very well in English and they agreed not to hire her then they got back to America okay. and Michael Cimino said we're hiring her <laughs> so right, okay. that kind of shows you part of the problem here is that the 
the the power was on the side of uh, Chimino. He was basically running the show, and he had um, yeah, running bit. He had a producer who was his friend uh, called Joan. Somebody I can't remember a second name. And she was not one to just tell That's him That's good, good research. That's fine. Yeah. That's actually just from memory. I can't remember her name. So basically, what happened here is it's just epic mismanagement, right? So originally, it was 7.5 million budget, right? That's uh, modest. It was modest. And it rose to around 36 to 40 million. Wow. Wow. Now, here's the background context, right? Transamerica... Yeah owned United Artists, right? And United Artists were like this long-running for-the-actors company that were kind of put together by four famous actors, right? They made loads of great films, Annie Hall, um, Rocky, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, and like all the James Bonds up until the point. And Transamerica, who owned them, were starting to kind of kick up a fuss and sort of threaten the studio culture that made all those things possible. Like, a lot of the things that were going on at the same time and being filmed at the same time, like Annie Hall, for example, they just let they let them get on with it. Yeah. They had trust in both like the actors and the directors, so like they would let Woody all Woody Allen go make what he wanted to make. So yeah. then the two guys that ran United Artists then left to form Orion because of all of this stuff. So Orion ultimately kind of became known for Terminator and Robocop and a lot of those things that put the control in the hands of the directors. So when they had these new execs, there was a lot of stuff to do with number crunching and not a lot of stuff to do with like knowing how to actually control productions and like make sure they don't veer wildly off track or that you have like these mad... They needed an Ian Smith. They basically needed an Ian Smith to... <laughs> they needed dot voting. They needed a, a whiteboard. <laughs> they needed post-it notes. They, what they did need, Ollie, was somebody to say no. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, like I think I think that pretty much explains most of it. But uh, a, a couple of like quick stats here: six days in, they were five days behind schedule, <laughs> <laughs> and and had about a minute of, or so of usable footage, right? And that was at a cost of about nine hundred thousand dollars to a million dollars. Okay. At about a minute of usable footage. Nice. Ten days in. <laughs> They'd they'd actually expose. <laughs> they were a month behind. Ten days in, I can't remember how far they were behind by this point, but probably. Um, but they had about two hours of the footage that they'd taken exposed. Ten days in, and uh, about right. two minutes of that were <laughs> usable as far as Camino was uh, Camino was concerned. So that that wow. kind of just tells you how precise he was being with everything. He wanted every shot to be perfect. Some of them were being taken like forty two takes, fifty two takes. It's just insanity. And then ultimately you've got to kind of think of like the the sort of far end of this as well. Like how's this going to be received by the public? Not many people knew what the Johnson County War was. I think like right. ultimately it wasn't really a war. It was just a sort Speak of skirmish. All right, all yeah. right, historian. Um, and actually the good guys don't necessarily What I don't know prefer. about the Johnson County War. Johnson County War goes on every day. In, I mean, in your it's, trousers. It's my heritage. It's my it's my heritage, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's where I've come the from. The Oliver Johnson my, County War. Yeah, nineteen eighty is when I was born. It's it's basically a bio, biopic of me. Biopic. Biopic. Yeah. Biopic. Biopic. That's the second yeah. week I've house kept your language. <laughs> okay, on the, on the same word. Yeah. Um. So here's a quote from the book, just to end that point. Okay. Michael Cimino sat down and dictated a memo. 
it was addressed to Field. Field was one of the uh, execs. But but right. was to be posted publicly in the Outlaw Inn. Now, the Outlaw Inn was one of the locations, but it was also like a sort of general mess hall for the crew. So this is going to be seen by everyone. It yep. read in full. Derek Kavanagh is not to come to, come to the location site. He is not to enter the editing room. He is not to speak to me at all under any circumstances. Chimino signed and sent it. The time had come for option five. Now, option five is basically like they've already had four final straws. Brexit. Yeah. And option five was something they hadn't even thought of yet. But having this guy, Derek Kavanagh, go down and just force them to make enough footage a day to actually start editing Mm. scenes together was option four. Yeah. So that, I mean, the fact that the director is posting letters on walls, like dictating how things should and shouldn't go, just kind of tells you how fucking mental that all is. So. There you go. So is the unknown option a little... Is that where the fifth directive from Robocop came from? <laughs> yeah, it's hidden away in, uh, in Chimino's own mind banks, ready to be <laughs> so, triggered um, by United Artists. Now, the, the big thing I've actually admitted is United Artists went out of business off the back of this. <laughs> and, they, yeah. and they'd been going for, I think, like, since 1919. So they'd yeah. been going for, like... 50 or 60 years. And it and it shut them down. Shut them the hell down. Wow. So I've I've just read a couple of interesting facts. Oh, here. you weren't listening to me? Um No, I was, but I'm I was multi You were going off on multi thinking. And I was listening and it Yeah, I was doing multi thinking and reading and all sorts. Um so wondering why they were paying so much money to rent the land they were filming on, United Artists went to check the local tax records to find out who the owner was. Guess who it was? Michael Chimino. Who owned the land? <laughs> Little scamp. <laughs> um, oh. Now, it's interesting. I mean, is that true? Uh, is that and true? That's one that is new to me. And you know how I knew it? It's because it's the first one on the yeah. list on IMDb. I only read the book yeah. for, I don't know, two months or three months. You've gone to yeah. the top, and you didn't... went to the top line on IMDb. That's your research. I've got... And, and just going down here, I've got a little Tom Noonan fact. A uh, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Tom, Tom Noonan. Noonan. Yeah, uh, Tom Noonan called this film one of the worst experiences of his life. He claims Michael Camino abused the actors and the crew and at one point held a loaded gun to Noonan's head during a dispute. Probably. And you thought James Cameron was a, tyrant. was a dick. Yeah. I mean, they probably got T-shirts made of Michael Camino, but they didn't even wear them under stuff just in case he knew yeah i mean actually you know what i i, I haven't seen it I'll, I'll i'll be honest but i watched a whole bunch of trailers and a few scenes from it today mm-hmm. just to just to get get a feel for it and i just thought it actually looks really good but you know maybe maybe the long run time and all that kind of stuff i did hear that it went it went really badly at press screenings and so much so that the that they they didn't even drink the champagne that was put on for them. Yeah. That's how bad it I went. read all the way through that. That 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 yeah, was in so, the book. Uh, I, I, there are a lot of people that kind of um, see it as as a kind of classic in its own way now. And I think that's down to the fact that visually they didn't take any they didn't cut any corners. That they, they right. were trying to find okay. the absolute perfect shot for everything and um, And and it does look great. I mean it looks effing great um so i just got some trivia here some parents guide yeah uh roughly eight f words and some uses of the expression son of a bitch 
as well as the words shit, goddamn and bastard are all used at least once. Not a lot of swearing, especially considering the length of the movie. <laughs> I mean, I mean, South Park, Bigger, Longer and Cut has got, you know, is, is one of the sweariest movies ever. And that's about 80 minutes long. Pretty good. So here, here's something I'm not, I'm not keen on. But the movie involves real animal violence. Uh, Camino allegedly had chickens killed and horses bled from the neck to gather samples of their blood to smear on the actors and also allegedly had a horse blown up with dynamite while shooting a battle <laughs> sequence, the shot of which made it into the film. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I've heard about all that stuff. I mean, just your delivery of blown up with dynamite was actually funny. <laughs> but, I mean, none of yeah. this is funny. None of it's a laughing matter. No. Uh, and finally, the last hour of the movie has a really dark atmosphere and a high body count provided that almost every major character sees something bad happening to him slash her hmm. as opposed to not seeing it happen to themselves <laughs> and reviewing the footage later or <laughs> I, I don't know or being taken by surprise I, I think what they mean is rather than just observing someone else getting hurt they're seeing bad things happen to themselves oh, I don't know that is a weird turn of phrase you're right Ollie you're bloody <laughs> yeah. right Shall okay, we move on um, from this? So I, might, I might spatter the rest of the podcast with just weird uh, Michael Cimino quotes. Think. Well, we've we've not got a lot of podcasts to go in. We've got we've got ten minutes. Oh shit! Do I run through some stats to do with some other film? Yeah, The Lone Ranger, two thousand and thirteen. Oh god! One of Quentin Tarantino's favorite of the year. Well, that fucking tells everything. That tells you everything you need to know. So it's it's one of the biggest financial flops of all time. The studio lost about $120 million. Ouch. Johnny Depp is a Native American. There's another, there's a through line there, which is that um, Ghost in the Shell had Scarlett Johansson playing somebody that she wasn't ethnically fit for purpose to play. I, ah, oh, is there though? I mean, well, one of the things we've had this one and, before, oh, and, and, but one, one no, of the one of the she's things supposed to be like an androgynous, like uh, basically genderless, um, raceless robot alien thing. Well, race raceless isn't necessarily true because she was drawn in the style of the culture that the 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 drawing came from right now i don't now, know thing i is, mean i'm not a fan of either thing so is i agree i won't comment thing is i agree i haven't actually seen the new ghost in the shell it's fine but yeah. can i just throw something in and by the way i don't like um doing this but mark car mode oh god yeah he, he has a particular theory that like if a variety of different things are in place then you're not gonna have a massive stinking flop right um, and okay. and attaching uh, an a an a level celebrity actor like full on movie star name to the to the movie mm-hmm. um, is one of the ingredient is one of the ingredients that he's talking about. Now, but it's not enough. Well, no, it's it was one of the ingredients, right? But what I'm okay. saying is that in both of these cases, they are really big stars. But it's not enough because their inclusion in it was tainted by the fact that there was a lot of murmuring about whether they should or shouldn't actually even be in it at all. Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but the press kind of caught fire behind it. And then a lot of people probably chose not to go just because there was a lot of noise about why you shouldn't. See what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I mean... I see what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you mean. No, I'm saying. So what's your... Let's just say... I'll just ask you a couple of quick fire questions. So what's your favourite flop of all time? Uh, Waterworld. 
What do you think your favourite favourite flop? Waterworld. Okay. Although actually, it turns out with a little bit of investigation, it seemed to do not too badly. Okay. What, what's your favourite flop? But anything. But I guess a flop is anything that doesn't make its money back. And when and I often get confused because when you look at the budget versus the gross, what it's what it's made it's disgusting. globally, that actually that they're not the, the the studio isn't getting all of that money back. So if obviously um, a film costs 120 million and they've and the gross is 120 million, they're only getting a portion of that back because obviously a lot of that goes to the you know the cinema. Yeah, agreed. Is that right? That is, I think that's about. Yeah. Right. So what I I do sometimes forget. So when I look at the figures, I'm like, well, that don't look too bad. Looks like they're broke even, but you know they haven't because they haven't paid. You know, the man. You haven't got all that money. Yeah, they haven't paid the man. You got to pay the man. Um, What's your favourite? Well, one of my. Well, um, I'd say now you might go. This isn't a flop, but I guarantee you it is a flop. Was actually uh, Tom Hardy's Warrior. Oh yeah. It was. It was a flop. Um, it was a certified flop. Um, it didn't do very well at all. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it, even though it reviewed really well and it is a great film. It it didn't it didn't do very well at all. It had a it had a, um, a budget of twenty five million, and only managed to scrape back over its whole run twenty three of that, of which, like I just said, a good sort of forty percent of that is going to going to the bloody Odeon or you know whoever. The bloody Odeon. <laughs> the bloody Odeon. But yeah, I mean, there's 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 some. Obviously, there's some massive, massive flops like the Thirteenth Warrior and uh, what is it, Pluto Nash as well, which is a Eddie Murphy film which practically killed him off. Yeah, The Adventures of Pluto Nash. That, that um, does look quite bad. It was so bad apparently that they kept a hold of it for a while before they even let it go. Out. Well, that that is that's a kind of um a sign of a flop sometimes so that's happening i think at the moment with the the leatherface film the texas chainsaw massacre business um so i think that's been in a kind of a holding pattern for quite a while waiting for a, a release window but does that mean they're just waiting for the right time you know there's been a lot of horror films and they're they're waiting for a you know a date that's like at least a month clear of like Annabelle or The Conjuring or or whatever else, or is it because actually they don't know how to market it and they want to reshoot it and yeah, all those kind development of hell. But, um, development hell. Here's here's another um, one, Ollie. Okay, you, we've mentioned it before. Run for your wife with Danny Dyer. <laughs> well, fucking hell, me bum's flapping. <laughs> Budget was nine hundred thousand. Um, it's not bad. Looks like it was made for about ten quid. Okay, it might have been. Or right, right, I mean, about who's to say about a pony, something like that. Who's to say that that nine hundred grand all went on the film? You know what I mean? Oh, but fucking hell, he's a naughty boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, that apparently made six hundred and two pounds in its opening weekend. That is a flop. <laughs> in percentage terms, that's a nightmare. <laughs> uh, sure, you're working, Ollie. Yeah. Um, so N-A-T-M-A. I've got one more, one more quick, quick flop, fire question. So when I say flop, 
you say selector. No, when I say flop, what actors kind of spring to mind that have had their fair share of flops? Hmm. Uh, who's in? The, who's got the floppiest career? Well, I actually seem to recall a fact about um, not Rob Schneider, Adam Sandler, being the least yeah. the least bankable leading man. Right. Um, okay. For a while, but that's probably yeah. not like the like. I think that's because he gets paid the most for the films that return the least on the investment yeah. of him being there. As far as like overall films that are total flops, like I'm actually not sure. I don't think I'm going to come up with the name that you're thinking of. So why don't you just tell me? I well, I I don't know, but um, here's. Do you want to know what the largest screen loss on record was? So this might give you a clue. Okay. Um, so this is Ben Affleck's Live by Night. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he was in Pearl Harbor as so, well. So. Yeah. So he's he's a bit of a. I mean, but did Pearl Harbor lose money? I'm I'm not sure. I don't know. I think it was um, just terrible. But they, but also what what they what they do is if if a film's not doing very well, like uh, a Cure for Wellness or Live by Night, they they literally yank it out of the cinema. So Live by Night um, on its on its opening weekend, it it, it basically collapsed like sixty five sixty six percent down on the previous one. And they just remove it from the cinema. So, so you, like you, mean, you mean the weekend after its opening weekend? Yeah, so yeah. the weekend after the first one. So it shouldn't go down that much. So they basically yanked that film out of 2,700 theatres um, going into its like third week. Now, what, what's, so the, that's quite, what's the theory there then? Is that so that they can... Well, that, that, you, could, that you could have more screens play in Transformers or... Or not Transformers, or Avengers, or or, or whatever's making the right. Movie. Sorry, so so, so, you've got so an the, empty cinema, the cinema is choosing to replace yeah, it. Yeah, the cinema is choosing to replace it's, it. Yeah. It's not a studio technique to then get no, a chance to I don't remarket think it's a, it. No, 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 okay. no. Because I mean, if you know, obviously you're going to be playing a film to an empty audience, so it's okay. you know. What's have you ever been in a cinema where you've been the only person in there? I'm pretty certain I have. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember what film, but yeah, I'm pretty certain I have. It's okay. probably happened a couple of times. I mean, yeah, okay. Um, and I don't. I don't mean naughty films. <laughs> uh, yes, I have. Seen, the rain mac comes. I have out. seen the postman, and he wears a rain mac as well. No, he wears more of a duster. Yeah. Uh, what do you think to this one? Because this is this is one that comes up all the time as a huge, a huge stinker. F- flop yeah uh yeah it's absolute shite no wonder <laughs> okay um yeah it's not very good at all no i'd rather watch candy so this one i'm gonna let you know the so this was a budget of estimated of 80 million however i kind of imagine that you know that's it's probably a lot more than that yeah okay so do you want to know what the overall gross was of its cinema run go on that was just the 17.5 million oh, shit now for those who don't yeah, know shit for those who don't know the postman who's in that that's kevin costner ah, of Waterworld fame <laughs> that timer signifies that we're four minutes from we're the end. four minutes yeah so we can quickly wrap up okay here. well one um, one do... last one that i had was 47 samurai featuring keanu reeves 
which yeah. is supposed to be one of uh, one of the biggest losses. Um, says yeah. says here second biggest loss at 150 million dollars adjusted for inflation. I can't believe that they they allowed that film to have such a high budget. Where are they getting all this money from? Well, certainly not your Bangkok because you're still acting up. <laughs> yeah, true. But uh, I'm actually quite up for that. I'd watch that. I mean, I didn't at the time. That's probably the problem. A lot of people said, I'd probably watch that. And then they didn't. But Keanu Reeves is a sort of like mad samurai guy. I don't know. Like, again, there's that sort of cultural... uh, Yeah, a little bit like The Great Wall this year with Matt Damon. Yeah, and also, I mean, Tom Cruise did one called just Samurai, I think. The Last Samurai. Or The Last Samurai, yeah. Which, again, it's a sort of cultural stealing. Why, why is that person yeah. in this? Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'd watch that. Do you have one last thing? Um, yes. So I just had a um, a little bit of... Uh, one final little bit of parent's guide, but this was for the postman. Uh, so this was sex and nudity. Postman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you Ready. Ready. <clears throat> Are you are you wearing loose fitting trousers? Yeah, they've just become a lot looser. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, there is a scene involving a woman taking her dress off, but only her <clears throat> breasts are seen. <laughs> Don't know what that means. Um, directly afterwards, there might be a camera cut she, uh, so as not to reveal what else is beneath the dress. Yeah. Okay. You know what I, mean? Um, I mean, I was just thinking. If only her breasts are seen, are they obscuring her arms and her face? <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing else in of... frame. They're obscuring <laughs> the view of everything else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, now you're with me. Um, awesome kind of Harry Potter invisibility. Her breasts conceal everything else thing. in shot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, directly. So directly afterward, she and the main character have sex. With the soundtrack covering any sensual sounds. Ah, so so, so the um, <laughs> the person who composed the music will be rather disappointed that none of that sounds sensual. <laughs> no, I, I can only uh, imagine he did the... some sort of industrial metal soundtrack that was played over the music, since no <laughs> sensual sounds could be heard. <laughs> uh, and during the sex scene, breasts are seen multiple times. I mean, what does sensual um, mean? It's of the senses. So whatever was playing must have sex, sounded sex sounds. Oh, sex, sex sounds. Okay, like just Kevin, Kevin Costner going, oh yeah. Okay, I'm gonna deliver the mail. <laughs> <laughs> You've got mail, special delivery. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's why the soundtrack covered it up. <laughs> if you could just sign right here, please. <laughs> Oh, first class. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any more? Do not, do not turn upside down. <laughs> Fragile. <laughs> Handle with care. Oh. That's <laughs> uh, uh, enough. Yeah, fine. The last one I was going to say is too much. If you... Li- sorry? If you want... Do you want to say it? And then no. I'll decide whether or not. No. Please. I'm not going to. I won't it. Keep was it was just something like pack it in. <laughs> or like <laughs> pa- packing it in. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably wouldn't have said Bubble it. Bubble back it in. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's enough. That's too much. However, if you would like to contribute more uh, mailman-based sexual um, puns, then go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film and post them there. If you'd like to send us a message on Twitter, we're at GOF Podcast, or if you want to check out any of our pictures or videos, then go to uh, at GOF Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, that's kind of about it. You can go to the website and get in touch there. That's fun as well. Just send us some mad thoughts or things that you want us to talk about on the next podcast. Um, yeah. I think that's it for Bum Fox, thank you. It would be pretty uh, ironic if, if this particular one got our lowest listener count today. Yeah. Seeing as it's the one that we spent the most money on. <laughs> oh, I didn't realise. You've gone into business for yourself, have you? Oh, you, you yeah. finally got that 280 million. Yeah. And you thought yeah, that you'd slide right. it on the podcast. Yeah, I've just I've been getting a lot of money off uh, a little bit of land I've got as well, so got that on the side. I'm, I'm recording the podcast on on the land and I'm charging the people who pay for the podcast. Oh, I, sh- I probably shouldn't say. Son of a bitch. Okay. Right. Great. Bye. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>